just had two donuts. Yes. And I was saying, because we weren't recording, I thought this might be really good to talk about, is that I'm putting you to shame because I'm eating, like, I ate four slices of pizza today to my face. And I felt like I ate more than you last night. No. How many did you have last night? Well, we both had medium pizzas. Yeah. Which I think are standard eight slices. Yeah. And I ate six. Whoa. Because I only had two left over today. When did you have six? No, you didn't have eight. You had seven. Because that one piece that I gave you was like, they didn't cut it properly. So it was like one massive piece. And I think it was supposed to be two. It was effectively two. So I guess it was eight. It just wasn't cropped properly. Right. But you ate six, five. Yeah. To your face. I know that for a fact because I was super disappointed today with the lack of pizza. Leftovers. leftovers but that's why you do a large yeah I, yeah well was this is why I, call. well this is why i don't let you order i mean you let me order well i did but now moving forward i probably won't and why i haven't really in the past because i'm the one to be trusted with what we want for leftover pizza because hmm. i think about leftovers like i think about the future well, look at you. But whoever orders the pizza usually pays for it. So, like, if you're taking on that responsibility, I'm not going to complain. Right. I feel like I've bulked, like, no, I, I would say it's probably even for the amount of, like, who's ordered the pizza. Do you think it's even or do you feel like you've paid more? I feel like it's even. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like I want it more. Than you do probably yeah yeah like i request a pizza night more frequently <laughs> than most <laughs> request yes <laughs> do i get that i'm usually denied i'm usually told we have we have food in the fridge which is like such a mom response we have food at home <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I'm just trying to be somewhat responsible, but... Well, one of us has to be. Yeah. And it... I'm ca- carrying a heavy weight. <laughs> I feel very... <laughs> I, I, I feel sympathetic for you. Very nice. <laughs> well, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. Welcome back to the Life and Van podcast. I am Chris. And I'm Taylor. And... I think we're going to do something a little different today. Usually it is either Chris and I or Chris interviewing someone or both of us interviewing someone, but nobody has yet to interview Chris herself. So God, um, we're going to play a little 21 questions. Oh God. There's a reason nobody has interviewed me. And what's that reason? Oh, I wouldn't know. You seemed pretty pretty <laughs> sure about that reason. No, I just knew that like there probably is one. Like it's floating well, around. We're gonna we're gonna find it. Right. Wait, today. Today. We're gonna find the reason why I, I shouldn't have interviewed. Okay. Okay, well that's great. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Tell me about your day. <laughs> I did something bad. I started the day off with uh being a bad girl. I um <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. Um 
So I woke up leisurely um, and I got a phone call from this place down the street. It just happens to be a bridal boutique. No, I haven't been proposed to and no, it was not for a wedding dress. But while I was minding my very own business, walking by this bridal boutique, I happen to notice the most beautiful mustard colored dress and I had to have it. And I tried to be good and I walked by a couple times, a couple days went by, the mannequin was looking at me and I finally just said, you know what? I'll call, I'll see what they have to say and hopefully it's not in my size and then I can't get it. And, you know, just shit's luck. So it sounded like it wasn't in your size. And somehow you still ended up <laughs> getting it. Okay, so this is what happened, right? I went, I like she, like Mary, she's fabulous. She called me from the bridal boutique down the street. And I was, again, my, I was laying in bed. I was just, I'd woken up. My eyes just had fluttered open and I get this phone call and I answer and we're talking and all of a sudden I'm at the boutique. I don't know how I got there. I don't even remember walking. I just arrive. You know what I mean? And suddenly in a fugue state. Yes. Ready for your bridal dress. Yes. And suddenly, first of all, not a bridal dress, not a bridal dress. It's more like a yeah, bridesmaid's dress. I think is what the like official shoot mother of the bride like mother of the bride the mom why is that taking so long for that to register in my brain it took you a second mother of the okay yeah I'm the there. bride's a mom i'm there you're good there is that's like the official title though mother of the bride it's like weird i don't know why they just can't say her mom but <laughs> That chick's mom. Yeah, apparently it needs to be her day again. So, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I just somehow got there, and I'm suddenly wearing this dress. It's on me. It's on my body. So she tells me that it's a size ten. Back before my fighting weight, I was like maybe a size two or four, but the pandemic has not been good to me. It was a size ten. So she said she could bring it down, so she could actually like you know, alter it, like do some alterations for me. And that was the first problem was when she said that she could make it my size. And I was like, oh, very interesting. I would like to see how you do that. And so next thing you know, I've got pins in the dress, I'm taking it off and I'm putting a deposit down. I don't know how it happened. I feel like there are some very concrete steps leading up to <laughs> I, How it happened. I don't agree. Um, I was totally out of control. I, there was no way to have gone about it differently than how I did. So I just did what I could. In what context does one wear a mother of the brides slash bridesmaid? We're not sure what kind of dress it is. Okay. Okay. I feel uh, like dress. it's cash enough. Okay, it isn't really. But like, I would wear this to the grocery store. I would. I would do it. I would look so incredible. You could kind of play it off as like a dressy sundress, if you know what I mean. Like, like I could go do errands, but I, I know I wouldn't because of how much it costs. And I um, will wear it 
around the house. Um, I'll wear it for photos for sure. Um, I mean, like I, I felt good in it. Right. Which right. is all that mattered. And maybe I had a dopamine hit out of it. But anyways, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping to dwell on this maybe know. a little bit longer. I don't want to. <laughs> it's interesting though, because I, I feel like I buy clothes um for functional purposes like necessity yeah i mean you know i'll splurge on a good brand or two mm, patagonia for you patagonia for me um but yeah i don't know like i i couldn't ever see myself purchasing a piece of clothing that i know i wouldn't wear often mm. uh but that i just felt really good in yeah, I do the opposite. Um, if I know I'll wear it once, it's enough. Even if it's for a photo. <laughs> Why'd you say photo like that? <laughs> I, just, I felt vulnerable. Um, I don't know. I just like... So I don't really wear dresses much. And like... I don't know for like functionality i just don't feel like it's really there for me i'm the type of person that i mean taylor can attest to this i usually have my shoes off and i'm running in a field and shorts and like a long t-shirt and like I, I get dirty and i like tend to spill things on me and i can't be trusted with clean clothes and, and nice clothes so usually the stuff i buy is just like t-shirts jeans like track pants are my new favorite thing now and like but it's it's cheap like it's walmart or like i'll splurge at american eagle i'll splurge at lulu like for like some quality stuff and i know it'll last me forever but if i'm wanting like something nice i won't spend the money on it and so then the quality just ends up being absolute garbage so when she told me the price of the dress it really wasn't like bad in comparison to like what it could have been. I kind of had this threshold of like, if it's a certain price, I won't buy it because it's just like ridiculous at that point to spend that much money. But it was a fine enough tune <laughs> that was played for me that I was like, hmm, I could make that work. <laughs> so that's what ended up happening. Interesting, interesting. You mentioned that the dress was a mustard color. Oh, yes. Um, and the one thing that came to mind when you said that was that some of the worst stains that I've ever had on my clothing. Is from mustard. I've been from mustard. And you won't have that problem. I won't have that problem because it'll just blend in. If anything, it might add some texture. You could eat some serious hot dogs in a very sloppy manner. <laughs> sounded appropriate <laughs> okay to try and get off that i i don't like mustard so i hmm. something that i wouldn't That's have a shame i know something that i wouldn't have issues you know staining i like i don't like it that's well. yeah that's a lost opportunity mm. all right well that's it for the show <laughs> 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 Let's talk about the 
<laughs> we call it a day. Yeah. Oh my god. Just having a little quick one here this week, guys. Um, just a little check in on Chris's dress. I'm just kidding. I'm so confused. <laughs> I really thought you were serious. I was like, it's only been 13 minutes. <laughs> oh my god. Probably the best episode we've ever done. Yeah, yeah, this is really well structured. Yeah, and it's only thirteen minutes. Um, so this is what happens when I when I drive the conversation. Yeah, it's so we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about, and me being me, of course, I sprung it on Taylor last minute because that's how I function, and I tell him, "Okay, we're doing a podcast episode in like fifteen minutes," <laughs> and he hasn't slept at all. Like he was been up since three a.m. So this is like the worst. <laughs> time to be like okay come up with an idea <laughs> and i'd had an idea of talking about our story but he fucking hated that so now we are doing <laughs> wow so now we're doing this interview okay next question all right next question what are you up to these days oh my fucking god <laughs> sorry go <laughs> sorry you just asked how my day was and now you're like so what are you doing <laughs> i guess more generally speaking um <laughs> What kind of projects are you working on? What are you excited about? <laughs> what do you got coming up? My God. That is such a loaded question. Like, I'm not the, you know, I <laughs> I get an idea in my head and then I'm like, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> and it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. and, and I want to launch like a brand. <laughs> I feel like you got like nine things on the go right now. Yeah. I'd be curious to just hear all nine listed out. Yeah, sure. Um, the podcast, which uh, you're on right now. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. Um, so the podcast, the YouTube channel, which I don't even, this is like sharing with you. I don't even know if I want to do the YouTube channel anymore. I'm debating if I want to do the YouTube channel or if I want to upload the videos on Patreon. And do that because for YouTube, you need to have a certain amount of work, uh, watch hours and a certain amount of like subscribers and everything to be able to start monetizing your videos. And I just don't have time for that. So I was thinking of making it like an exclusive thing on the Patreon um, because I think that would like, honestly, it's good for everyone all around. You get like exclusive content and you're helping us out because it is a lot of work. And I have so much respect for people who are like, editing especially when it comes to youtube like i am grateful that i have a friend that is so kind and it's kalila and i mentioned her last last episode and she is helping me with editing like she is so talented and is just so selfless and is taking the time to help me because i just have so many things on the go that the idea of starting a youtube channel just seemed impossible like it is so much work and I have so much respect for people who are doing it. And for me to have thought that I could just jump into it with like no experience and with everything else that I have going on, it just doesn't make sense. And I can't keep asking Kalila to edit the videos. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, and like, there's nothing really happening. So I'd rather put it maybe on the Patreon. So that is something I'm currently, you know, like researching. Um, and also like I've got everything going on with my classes. So I've been filming 
um, and re like recording my classes to put on the website and sell them like my social media stuff and like the intro like to Instagram basics and like taking the time to really refine that and like you know it's hard like to sell that stuff because if you know you're just kind of starting out you really need to build up that like base of like people that like the product have enjoyed it that can you know give positive feedback to other people and you're trying to do it in a way that doesn't seem like super you know like ad like and I'm pushing this product in your face like how do you do that to your follower base without being like super repetitive and putting stuff out that isn't like they might not be interested in so I've been navigating that and like researching that I'm also doing social media consulting, which has been like really fun. That is actually what I feel like I'm, I'm really passionate about and enjoy is like getting to help individual people with their accounts. So I just finished up with Jen and Monica for Havenly Escapes. And that was an absolute blast, like absolute blast. I had so much fun. It was kind of like my first time um, where I wasn't managing like a business account or like something else it was like an actual you know uh, like well I guess it was going to end up possibly being a business but right off the bat it was just getting them familiar with being on Instagram and like who the heck they are and like establishing kind of their their online presence and within two weeks we like knocked it out of the water it was like it was is that actually a phrase knocked it out of the water knocked it out of the park is... knocked it out of the park um Blew it out of the water. Blew it out of the water, yes. Can I actually, like, create my own? Can For I sure, say yeah. I knocked it out of the water? I feel like it's really hard to knock things out of the water. Because um, you've got like a bit of the resistance. From into the water, out of it? Out, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Maybe if it's on the surface, it might be easy to kind of... Well, I think it depends, because if you need to, like... If you go... Like, if you grab it, swoop up immediately... Or like if you kind of drag it a bit, then you get that resistance from the water. It just depends on how you're hitting it out of the water. So right. let's just say that the way that I meant it was with the most resistance. And then we ended up just absolutely killing it. So it's, it, yeah, it's been good. So that's like some of the stuff. Like I'm also, when I'm not doing that, I'm working on collaborations with brands. Like we are working with Havelock Wool for our van installation, which is like incredible. We're so excited to do that with them. I've been talking with Philip from Havelock Wool and he's just incredible. Um, and just figuring out like sponsors for the build, sponsors for the podcast, like figuring out and researching like how to effectively do that and working. On, and then we have like other brands that we're working with that want to help us find people to like sponsor our build, which is just really cool. Like, I feel like I've gotten to see so much of the marketing side to Instagram and like just social media in general. And like, just the effective things that you can do on the platform. And like, it's so easy for me to tell people what they need to do and then me to actually like follow my own advice. It's easier when I'm consulting with other people because they have a really clear niche and like, or like I help them discover that. And then <laughs> I'm like in the middle of a van build, but it's kind of like on, you know, the back burner right now while we're waiting for things to come in. 
So I'm stalled a bit, right? So there's things that I want to do to like push my, my like account, but I can't until like we, you know, we start getting moving on stuff. So that has been kind of like, I guess, keeping me sane <laughs> is helping like other people. But that is like, I feel like a very small look into. That did not seem small. <laughs> I just feel like there's still so much more um, that I'm doing that I just like can't all think about right now. But those are like on the forefront of my mind. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you kind of tackle a lot of smaller initiatives mm -hmm. day to day. Yeah. But you have, it sounds like four or five fairly large projects going on. Yeah. It can be difficult, like, to stay on track. Like, I've talked to a lot of people and I've asked some people, like, does it seem like I have a lot going on right now in, like, a negative way? Like, when I come online and I'm talking about, like, six different things, does that seem overwhelming? Like, how do you interpret um, and a lot like uh, people that I trust, like people that I know would give me like honest feedback. Um, they tell me, no, they just say like, no, it just, you seem like you're like absolutely killing it, which I want to like kind of put out like, I guess a PSA that it may look like I have my shit together or like that I have stuff going on, but it like 70%, no, 90% of the time. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm learning. And I learn from the failures and the successes, which I think is kind of what separates people, right? From like succeeding and, and doing well is learning from the mistakes as well and learning from the successes. So yeah, it seems like you're definitely willing to try things out and experiment with, um, you know, a lot of different initiatives and, you know, just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And I feel like it, it, it's kind of important in this space because there's so many different directions that you can go and they all seem appealing, right? Like, you know, YouTube's a great platform. Instagram's a great platform. There's so many different ways that you can create content um, and put it out there, podcasts, etc. cetera. Um, and it's hard to know kind of what's going to take off or what you'll enjoy until you actually do it. So I feel like it's good that you're kind of just, you know, seeing what sticks. Yeah. Trying different things out and seeing kind of like, I guess what scratches my itch. Right. It's like, I don't feel like, um, documentation in the way of like videos is really like my, my, my itch. Like that doesn't really fill any cup for me. Like I had filmed, um, our like installation of the fans and I did it because I knew it would be helpful for other people right like that would you know maybe don't know about the other YouTube channels that exist but it wasn't enjoyable for me to get that content like I was super like hyper focused on filming that I wasn't like a real helpful hand to you on the roof like when you need me to be helpful and yeah, sure. Like you can have a tripod and have that set up, but then you're mindful of like, okay, I, wait, like we can't start. I have to go press record. And you know, people might say like, we'll just have something recording all the time. Sure. But I don't want to sit through that footage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit, I don't want to sit and like watch it because for me, it's not interesting. And that's where it kind of like comes down. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like your style. No. And I think as a content creator, it, it seems like one of the most important things is kind of finding your your niche, yeah. but also finding like your style, you yeah. know? It doesn't quite seem like a style, that kind of documentation. No. And I and I wanted to try it, right? Like, I have... Now, mind you, I love looking back and seeing, like, fun... Like, funny videos, like, where we were being silly or, like, we were being goofy or we were doing something fun. Like, I like looking back at that. And I'm sure, like, there'd be some videos that I'd want to look back and be like, oh, that's how we did that. You know, like, maybe just for reference, but... I don't know. It still just doesn't, if I had the money <laughs> and like, I feel like everyone says this, if I had the money, I would pay someone like good money to film and edit because I know how time consuming it is. And I know what a project it is. And I know it has to be like your passion. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like, um, the fact that you're kind of in the van life space, there's, there's like a cliche isn't the right word, but you know, it's kind of expected if you're making content in this space that you're documenting your build like very specifically and you're making tutorials and you're you're making content in a very specific way that's kind of, um, um, you know, the way that people have been doing it so far in the, in the van life community. I feel like you could bring some fresh takes because I, I, I think back to like the you seem like an avid YouTuber. Like you watch quite a bit of YouTube. Oh, I channels. love it. Yeah. Um, I love watching YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that helps you as a content creator. Cause you have like so much, um, context, I guess. Um, but just like seeing the YouTube channels that you frequent, um, I feel like you could bring that kind of style to the, the van life. You have said Space. that actually in passing. I remember you made a comment like, because there's a couple like uh, YouTubers that I love and that we watch, and 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 to me they're like hilarious. It's like sarcastic, you know, like funny. Just it's just hanging out. Yeah. And you know, I don't necessarily like super 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 long videos, and people that have the time to sit through and like edit their vlogs and stuff like that, I have so much respect for them. And I don't know if I necessarily would like be interested in watching that. Like, I know some people love it. Like they want to know what other people do like in their day. And I'm not like saying anything to that. I just personally, you know, haven't ever really found that I'm, I gravitate to that, nor do I feel like I, I document that. Um, and I like, you know, just like 12 minute videos. We're just hanging out and it's just like shooting the shit. And it's like, fun and it's not super serious and it's just like having a good time and it's something to look forward to like that's 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 for that is, that's what it is for me when i'm like like watching the creators that i like totally um, yeah i feel like everybody's got different styles right like for sure you know when i watch youtube i'm watching different stuff than you and there's so many different niches so many different um styles of content out there and it seems like there's like a a high prevalence of like one style of content in the van life community yeah um so you know i'm sure there are viewers out there and people out there that would be more interested in that kind of impromptu kind of you know just hanging out kind of style yeah i think I, I, you should tackle that yeah and i have thought about that like 
this was my thing. What can I offer that isn't already being done really well? And I think there are so many talented creators that are on YouTube and they're just how they're documenting it and like how they bring it together. It's just, I don't know. It's just done so well. And I'm blown away when I watch it. Like it inspires me. You know what I mean? Like when I watch that, it's like, wow, like, this is really cool. This is awesome. Like, I love how they did this. I love how they shot that. This, like, they're really funny. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, it was either going to be, hey, I'm Chris. This is Taylor. This is the YouTube channel that we found to help us install our windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just, just like recommending. Yeah, just yeah. literally, like, following a tutorial, saying this is what we watched. It was dope. And then this is what we ended up doing. Like we either followed it to a T or like we had to do something different because we either didn't have the same van and we didn't have the same windows or whatever. We had to do something different. But like, cause I honestly don't think that there's any information we can provide that hasn't already been provided. Totally. But I feel like there's a style and a way to provide it that hasn't necessarily been done. I'm thinking about all the crime podcasts that we listen to <laughs> and they all not they all most of them have like a somewhat serious tone mm -hmm. and then there's i think it's true crime obsessed yeah and they took like a totally different spin on it and they're i'm sure they're doing great yeah um and they they came into a space that was already super saturated yeah there's so many crime podcasts but they're able to take a totally different angle and have success so yeah i, I feel like there's even even when certain spaces are super saturated, there's always room for creativity. Yeah, and they've done really well. Like the way that they've approached the like topic of, of true crime, like, by the way, this should be Taylor's third question is what kind of podcast do I listen to? It's true crime. Um, And so... Yes, yes, I had that in the queue. Right, of course, right. Yes, you weren't going to end course. the podcast after the second question. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, true crime obsessed. They just do it in a way that's like like tasteful, but it's hilarious. Like it's the one podcast, it's the one true crime podcast that I can respectfully laugh my ass off. And like, it's just how they approach the the stories. And, and they're not talking about, like they're talking about cases, but they're talking, it, it's based off of documentaries that they're watching. So they watch like a true crime documentary and they talk about like, you know, what they watched and like maybe the people that were talking in it and like, but it's, you know, no disrespect to like the victims or anyone that, you know, is they, they do it in a really tasteful way, but it is hilarious. And yeah, I mean, that is something that I wish, you know, that's something that I want to bring is just that like fun, silly, like still informative, like still helpful, but like you're hanging out with friends. Yeah. I don't want it to feel like detached and, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. Anyways, that was like a long, long thing of just that's kind of what is on my plate now and what I'm kind of wrestling and trying to figure out with the channel and figure out how, how I want to bring um, a different element to it that isn't like forced or like put on. Awesome. That was a really good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, wow. I'm not sure how to follow that up. Um, where would you ideally like to see? your career in let's say five years 
That is such a loaded question. Um, I think it feels loaded because I've never had a clear idea of what I want to do. I am like a college dropout that has constantly had their aspirations just changing. And I don't know. I just, I'm tired of living the like paycheck to paycheck life that I've been living that since I was 15. Like I've never just had extra money sitting around. It was always like a struggle. And I think for me, I've always really, really like, you know, on the flip side of that, I've always really done well um, in dire situations where like, maybe I'm, I don't have a job and I have to make some money. And it's like, okay, well, what are things that I love to do? And what are things that I can like, you know, create something from? And I started painting and I started selling my paintings when I was so tired of working at my, my job. And, and then, although that was fun and it, I mean, it kept me afloat and it kept me alive. I, you know, like, what always happens when you don't run a business properly and you don't charge properly is that, you know, you, it feels like a job and you don't love it anymore. So, um, you know, I took a step back from that so that I wouldn't lose the enjoyment that I had from painting and, and creating that stuff. And, but yeah, like the, the dream for me career wise is just to have like money that I can save and put away for someday you know what i mean i'm not talking about like hoarding it i just literally mean like if there's something that i want or we need or like i don't want to have to think well i have to wait until two weeks from now because then i'll have some money like maybe maybe i'll have something left over and yeah i feel like i've always kind of mind you i just started off this podcast by talking about a dress that i bought that i absolutely did not need with money that i probably don't have and you know what I mean? I make it work. <laughs> like I, I do still spoil myself. I do still get things that I enjoy, but I think eliminating that, okay, now how am I going to make it up would be like a blessing. So I feel like a lot of people our age, I guess you're a, a tad younger than I am, yeah. but in our generation feel a similar sentiment because the cost of living is increasing. Um, it seems like, you know, salaries and um, wages don't seem to be going up, um, you know, to the same degree. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I feel like van life kind of feeds into that, though, because, you know, you can save quite a bit of money by just living minimally and frugally. Yes, I think, like, the, you know... Your bills definitely are cut in half. Like it's it's an upfront cost at first when you're building and then you're kind of, you know, recuperating what you put into the build, but you really can make it up and then you really can like you can take those financial risks. Like what I'm doing now, the only problem is that we are in an apartment. Like I, you know, I have to pay rent and it's a lot more expensive than, you know, if we were just living in the van, that was probably would have been all of our like bills, you know what I mean? So um yeah, it's definitely, it was, it, that's kind of why I think I'm struggling with the transition of van life back to apartment life is because I don't have like 
a career that I'm seasoned in that I've been in for years that I like can kind of weather the the storms of of maybe a week that I, you know, don't make the same income as I did the week before or like or that I have forecasted for the week, you know, coming up and I think that uncertainty is something that I'm really learning to manage and I will be honest there have been many nights where I have cried to you because I don't know how I'm going to make it work and I don't know what I'm going to do but I keep trying to push on and I keep trying to put work and love and research and everything into what I'm doing so that I can make it my everyday thing and I won't tell anyone that it's easy because it isn't and to have the energy every day to do like and I I'm being honest like there are days where I'm tired and I'm burnt out and it's really hard to imagine like <laughs> I have to somehow find a way to make money today because you're just exhausted but I promise it is worth it because once you get to the end it's like wow <laughs> look at everything I've done and look at everything that I have coming and I did that by myself or with help from friends and, and people around you, like, you know, having support's incredible, but like you were able to get yourself to that point. So I'm sorry for the long response. I just, I don't, no, it was great. yeah, I don't think I have like a really clear idea of like what I want to be specifically doing. I just know how I want to feel. And that is like financial freedom and just, you know, being able to, not have to plan for a purchase. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's a that's a totally fair response. Um I feel like if anybody's able to kind of make it work in this space it's you. Mm. You always seem to like have so many different creative ideas and you have a lot of creative initiative. Um you just pull ideas out of your ass sometimes and I'm <laughs> Like super shocked by some of the things you're able to come up with. I mean, they're coming out of my ass. I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you for being shocked. Yeah. I um I got kind of frustrated a couple of days ago. I saw this this post on Reddit and someone was like saying that, you know, most micro influencers are like spoiled brats that don't do any work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're only seeing like what they're putting out there, but you're not seeing like all the work that they're putting into it. I guess it really depends, but um I think being a content creator is like, um, it's an uncertain path, but, um, you know, super rewarding, much more rewarding, I'm sure than, you know, your standard nine to five. Um, so I commend you for, for sticking with it. I'm sure it'll, I, I feel like it's just like getting the, the initial momentum kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you're doing great, babe. That's really sweet. You're the best. Thanks for saying that. That means a lot to me. It's, you know, I do trust you to like have those conversations with me if like, you know, maybe it isn't going anywhere. Like, and I do trust you with that. And I wouldn't like hold anything against you for like needing to have those conversations because there needs to come to a point where it's like, can, is this attainable? Yeah. And can I do this? And, you know, I think I've always like seen myself as like, a character and not in the way of like personality i just mean like i think i've always really wanted i think yeah in the way of personality yeah yeah in a good way okay <laughs> well no i just like I, I was waiting i didn't know quite what you meant i just like i i'm i feel like you have like the the personality of an entertainer 
Thank you. Okay. In so a good way. yeah, no, that's what that's really important that you add that. Um, no, but I, I, I was, I guess I was going to the same point. Is like I just feel like I've always wanted to entertain to some degree. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'll ever be the person that's like, hey, look at me eating this like super delicious, healthy, keyword healthy, bowl of salad, and like watch me on my like smoothie uh, I don't even know because I don't eat this stuff like I I don't think I could ever do that I don't think I could ever be like a lifestyle like in the sense of I'm going to show you how to eat healthy and be healthy because I'm not and I can't but I think I can offer a very real perspective into a very average <laughs> life and I think I could do it in a way that's entertaining Totally. I feel like you, you bring a lot of like energy, like kind of analogous to like, like a Jim Carrey or something where there's just like a lot of like, it's comedy with a lot of energy. Oh, that's like this. That is like the best compliment you could have ever given me ever. I'm serious. Jim Carrey is pretty funny. So. Jim Carrey is hilarious. He's yeah. like actually my idol. I love the facial expressions, the the like the voices, the people, like everything he does is like just fucking magic. And the fact that you even like in any way shape or form coupled us, I just I could die. I won't, but I feel like there's there's room in the world for for people with, you know, eccentricity and energy and um, just like lighthearted, you know, humor in the, in that way. Um, and I feel like you fit that perfect. Well, this is why I keep you around. <laughs> this is why I keep you around. Thank you. Okay. Much appreciated. Yeah. Wow. That was really sweet. Thanks, babe. No problem. You're the best. You're so good to me. Hmm. Is that it? I, uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, you don't have a lot in the tank. I've been up for, holy cow. I've been up since 3 a.m. Yeah. We're, uh, we're coming. Working for most of that. Right. Um, yeah, it's been a day. Mm. Um, I'd like to pick your brain more in the future. Right, <laughs> right now, though, we're, we'll pick this up in a future episode. It's already been 43 minutes, so I feel like that's a good way to, like, you know, you learned a bit about me and there's plans in future to do one with you as well. I want to, I want to know what's going on with you. I think it's great because it also offers like real life perspective into the conversations that we have. I do feel like we're very like philosophical and we'll also just have like very real conversations. Totally. And so this is like very much a everyday, not an everyday, but this is exactly how the conversation would go between us. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like these topics have kind of been um, forefront mm -hmm. on, on your mind. For sure. um, so yeah, I guess it's good to give people a glimpse into yeah. what's going on in the, the brain of Chrislin. Oh God. Get out. Get out <laughs> while you can. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, I also wanted to highlight how much I appreciate all the reviews that everyone is leaving um, on iTunes. Um, iTunes kind of sucks in the way that it only shows us three of the most common or sorry, three of the most, uh, recent, um, uh, reviews. And 
only from one country. <laughs> so there are some workarounds, but I can still only see the most three recent um, reviews from different countries. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has taken the time to write a review. Everyone that's let me know like, hey, I reviewed your like podcast. It's great. Thank you. Um, that really, really, really does mean a lot to both of us. And, and it does help with the podcast getting visibility and and hopefully us, you know, being able to to work with brands and and work with people and continue to interview guests. I've got some people coming up um, on the schedule that I will not give away, but I have slotted in four different guest interviews. Ooh, any any teasers? <laughs> Absolutely not. Other than everyone is cool. Keeping it on lockdown. Yeah. Just to add to that, um, I'm not as active on the socials as Chris, but she's been telling me a lot about. Um, people reaching out that have really been enjoying the podcast. So that's super um, inspiring to hear. Yeah. So yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thank you. We'll catch you next week.